You had to give. I felt like you should have been more engaged. You should give him a lot more. I'm gonna tell you why. Because Adam is someone, and by the way, me and Adam, we've beefed. Like we've went back. You're the only one that even like, talk to me like this. Come on, let me hear. No, but he looked at you as someone like, yo, this is Joe Budden. Without Joe Budden, I'm probably not doing what I'm doing. And because of that, and he's doing his thing, successful in his own right. I think that you should have took him serious. What I, I, what I should have did? I should have twerked. No, you should, you what, were condescending, Joe. What Joe, should Joe, I have done? It. Tell me. Joe's I should have got on the table, gave him a viral moment. Joe's condescending. I'm asking you what you I should have done. I'm asking you now. what you think I should have done. Why? Why you feel like niggas is just entitled to get a good interview from Joe? Because he was trying to be a student of the game. Oh, please. Shut up. You don't believe in too Stop much? It. Stop it, yo. Stop it, yo. You know what it is? Joe, who's the next you? Because that's the question people ask me. Yo, you're good. Nobody. Oh, my God. That's ego. It's not ego. It's ego. Oh, yo, these it's niggas in these buzzwords, yo. No, it's ego, though. It's not ego. Hold on. Heck. No, no. All right, wait. Not you as a person. And, like, I could answer for me, not me as a person. But I'm looking to see who's the next person to defy. Oh, shit. They're still alive. Oh, Joe brought out the Insta Live. I'm looking good on I'm that. I'm cutting it off soon. Don't worry, though. I'm not, I'm not leaving this on. By, by the way, Joe, we, we do got to go back to the everyday sh- Yo, Joe, Joe, Joe fat shame means losing like 10, 15 pounds on the, after the first episode of Everyday Struggle. Finally, you speak to some of the good. You you soaked a lot of good <laughs> from out of the Joe Budden experience. <laughs> and I don't hear you speak enough about it. So that's why I'm here, goddammit. You fat shame me, nigga. You was fat, nigga. You fat. Well, I'm fat now again, too. No, no, no. You got a little money gut. You got a little money gut now. It's, okay, it's okay, different. Okay. But back then it was fake t-shirts. No wrong real, fit. It was real supreme. Yeah, but they was fitting wrong and sloppy. Now look at you though. Look, niggas don't talk enough about the act glow up, man. Yeah, but you you glowed up a little bit. We both did. We both didn't know how to really dress back then. I still can't dress. So they say. Mm-hmm. Joe, I I'll start this off. And by the way, if you don't know, this is off the record podcast on Spotify. Yes. Don't adjust your sets, which you have here, which I didn't have to do too much begging. We got Joe Budden. You didn't have to beg at all. We you got said, jo- yo, come do my shit. I said, bye. Bet. I said, come do mine. You came. You know, I've so I've asked everybody except you because I'm like, Joe might feel insulted if I asked him to come on my platform that's now exclusively distributed by Spotify. Why would I feel insulted? Because I felt you had a Spotify beef. You can't have, Spotify is a tool. You can't have beef with a tool. Now you had beef. I did not have beef. Joe, do you know how, well, first of all, and we can get back into this. Yo, if niggas shit. just don't understand my brain, then no. ask me so I can explain it. But Joe, it wasn't a beef. I, when you, those last four episodes of you leaving Spotify, I saved, and I'd never saved podcasts, and I listened to them every time I took a, a shit. A clinic. <laughs> no, stop. Before you say another word, a clinic. In podcasting and delivering a message, them last four some episodes. Might, some might say it was a clinic. A karate class, master class on how to podcast. Some people say it was a clinic on how to destroy your brand. Who who, who are these people? I watched it on who YouTube. Who are these? Yeah, come no, on. On YouTube, come they're on, like, yeah, yo, that on. is super cut. Come how on. to destroy your podcast in 26 minutes. Y'all say that and my value will keep going up. How come y'all never say that part when y'all be talking like that? Not you, but the niggas. Well, I've seen the good in you. But I'm going to be honest, though. Before going to Spotify, I was watching those, and I'm like, yo. Yo, Christmas came, and I was like, the used Rolex is about to get offered to me. 
I think I don't know if that's true. You think I made that up? <laughs> I do think you made that. You think I made that up? Don't, you think don't I'm li- you think I'm lying about used Rolexes with a company? Dead. To to what benefit? Because you had you had those two idiots on your fucking team. Who I would not read their allow contract. you to do that while I'm sitting here because I don't have control over these edits. <laughs> Did you edit the Patreon episode? Yes. What? Yes, I edited. Are you sparing? Fil- they don't like you. Act. That's you not go on the, that's one not, lunch date with not, Rory, and that's like, not the man that I am, yo. I'm not never gonna be nowhere, and just niggas could just talk fly about niggas yo, while Joe, I'm you, there. You burnt. Or while down I know it don't, it don't matter. It don't. That don't even you matter. Fire, all right, you fired it's, niggas when they weren't there. Do you regret that? Be honest. Yes. You do. Yeah. Regret. Well, yeah. There's footage of me talking to an invisible chair. I mean, without viral. context, it looks <laughs> viral. Yeah, I it's content. Care. I don't care about going That's viral. That's fucking great. Man. All right, let me get out of here because this nigga trying to really get information out of me. Man. No, but 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 I haven't seen that part of you where you've ever. I've been trying to figure out at points that you wish you didn't do something, and you know I used to quiz you on everyday struggle a lot about your dealings with Def Jam, how you moved during that situation. Mm-hmm. None of it came with oh I wish I didn't do it. You know what everything came with. You basically saying, hey, I did everything for a reason. Well, no, I, I, everything I do is for a reason. But that aspect, that one part, I didn't have to fire anybody on air. I could have done what people do, send the paperwork to the lawyer and that be the end of that. I didn't have to take the fans on that emotional roller coaster. I didn't have to do that to people that I cared about. I didn't have to react in that moment in that way. Did I have a reason? Yes. Do I stand behind the reasoning of it all? Yes. But how I went about that? No, I could do better. And I have done better. I hear some regret. I like it. You're growing. It's growth. Well, well that's the goal. The goal is to grow. The well, goal is to not be around people, places, or things that take you out of character. That make you become somebody that you don't want to be. Behave in a way that you don't want to. I, I've always said that. And I'm not off that Adam interview thing. We'll get back no, to that. No, we're getting back to it now. Oh, okay. So going back, and we'll, we'll get to all this stuff because, like, I see a lot of you or me and you, except execution is always different. I'm always, always thinking about, hey, listen, I'm going to do a deal with you later on. I will not burn this bridge. Joe is like, gasoline, let's go. Drop the match. I will never. That's the rapper in me and the DJ in you. No, I think it's just entrepreneur because you know why I, I look at the comeback like in terms of there's people who used to be just like, you know, carrying papers or fucking just writing up scripts at like complex. And now they're in very powerful positions. And, you know, they might be like, hey, academics was a good guy to me. And also, I think he's kind of talented. Hey, we have another opportunity. Let's reach out to him now. Let's say those people had negative experience with you. They're like, yo, now Joe's really talented, but. Do we want to deal with the bullshit? Yeah, but that's another misconception. Like, people just go off misconceptions. People have great experiences working with Joe. I know, sounds like a shocker. But people have a blast working with me. Now, like who? Joe, I've said, and, and, and... we're still on the Adam point because I do want to figure out who's the next, you know, I feel like there's tutelage. And by the way, I've gone, I've gained a different perception 
on just media in general, once I've seen a bunch of people looked up to me, I'm like, wait, you're looking up to me now? Mm-hmm. And there's people looked up to you for a long time. No, people that look, not past tense. Yeah, you're look. right. No, no, you're right. So, but why are you shocked that there's like a younger generation that looks up to the likes of you, me, Charlemagne, Adam? Because it tells me if I'm sincere in my original goal of everything I was saying, I should try to tutelage or tutor those people either by my advice or by my actions. And my actions these days, I used to be super petty. I used to be beefing with other YouTubers. I would go at anyone. These days, I still go at a lot of people. I would say mostly anyone. But it's more reserved for the higher establishment, which I feel like anyone who looks up to me will be fighting the same fight. And going back to the Adam point, because I watched pretty much the last time I seen you do a platform that wasn't yours, I said, damn, Joe, one of the reasons you have people like Adam, people who are saying, I'm going to go against the grain, build exactly what people say won't work. I'm going to have some conviction. I'm going to just lean into it is because I've seen you do it. It's been successful. I felt you were kind of like, ah, that wasn't Joe to me. In the interview. Yes. Because this conversation here, for me, is definitely, um, I want to learn something. I feel like every time I'm around you, I learn something from you. And I also want to impart to the people watching a opportunity to learn from one of the best. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 felt, I felt you just didn't take it serious. I did take it serious, but that's why you get what some would call a shitty interview. Adam, um, when you first of all, when you cut the camera off, like Adam calls me, Adam texts me. Really? We we speak off of the camera very normally, right? Fucking, um, I know that I've inspired Adam, but in that, people do their own thing. They add their own sauce to it, right? So Adam has a, a unique platform and interview style. Mm-hmm. All right, so now this is the Joe you're going to get. The Joe that understands your position, your interview style, uh, how you caption things, how you title things, your style of questioning, why why this is your style of questioning. I get those things. And when you feel that and you respect the interviewer, you're pretty closed off. Mm-hmm. I respect Adam, which is why I think that you're, interview went that way. No, I think you're in the midst of what was going on in turmoil in terms of- I wasn't. You were. I wasn't. Those were the looming questions that I, we watched the interview to figure out. Yeah, but by the time I did that interview, there was no turmoil. You're never going to see me go be public while I'm fighting inner turmoil. I had to go through what I went through, like behind the scenes, business infrastructure type shit. Like it was business to mm-hmm. attend to. By the time I did Adam, everything was straightened <clears throat> out. Now he had some questions because, yeah, people hadn't heard me speak about it, right? But. He had questions about a few things like and every time something happens with me, this is true of a few people I inspire like they report it like Adam reports on anything with my name attached to it. Good, bad or indifferent. So, yeah, that's the interview that, that you're getting. I'm not going to add to that. Do you think you're in? That's my guy, though. But do you think overall? 
you're definitely perceived as this, but do you think you're an asshole? Maybe. Maybe. You know how apologetic for that? What do you mean big deal? Big deal. Your big deal. What is the big deal with that? Why is that a big deal? Because I've realized likability matters. Likeability matters when people are going to give you the benefit of the doubt. You just introduced a new word. There's plenty of assholes that are likable. Who? I I won't say their names, but because maybe the people don't know that they're there's, assholes. There's, there are plenty of there are likeable. People who play on that line. Like, for example, I think Elon Musk plays on that line sometimes. Like, he just put up a meme about Bill Gates. That could be an asshole move, but we don't see him as an asshole. I think if he was seen as an see, asshole, so he'd be you're playing liked. like the semantic game. They, no, that's an asshole. No. How not so? Because we think his intentions are pure. We just think that you're, you're... Okay, so just like humans, we take it, siphon it through our own processor, and now it comes out however it comes out. But that's an asshole move. To just wake up and fuck with somebody every day because you can, or because you're bigger, or because you got more money to say, hey, no, you look at this broke nigga. Like, okay. that's asshole shit. Joe, you're not going to add on me. Okay. So Stop. let's just. No, no let's, I'm let's, here. Let's, okay, let's, let's I'm get talking to, this to you. Shit. Let's go. <clears throat> so we worked hey. at Complex. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm we not worked, never going to add on you, buddy. I'm here to talk. We, we, went, we worked at Complex. Do you think that if, if we were to do a poll of everyone we came in contact with, how many people do you think would consider Joe's an asshole? Uh, less than five. Really? 100%. I think you struck a lot of fear in a lot of people. Yo, that has no, I'm Yo, I'm polarizing. Joe, when... I'm not apologetic about it either. Okay. I'll tell you, I, I, I'll give parallels. When you left, and I remember they're like, Ack, you're the guy. And it took me a moment to kind of realize they're putting these reins on your shoulders to say, hey, you got to bring us to the promised land. And then things started to like, like it's unraveling. I'm like, it's not going as it should. And I remember in a marketing meeting, they were like, hey, do we have a marketing meeting? You know, they like, we know we're having problems selling ads. You want to come through? And I'm like, of course I'll come through because I want to make sure the product that we're putting out could get ads. And I just remember just in that meeting, I'm like, the only way to get my fucking point across is a bit by being the asshole. And I looked at that and I looked, but that was you the majority of the time. And I guess I'm asking you, was some of how you were at Complex, we see the you at, was it, was it Edwin Diaz? Something, something Diaz. I don't know what that is. When you approached the writer Oh, um, you was there. Uh, yeah, I was there. I yeah. know. I know. That moment, other moments That's of content. fucking. That was. I don't know if that was content. It's con- it, I'm telling you, it's content. That's not true. How come Joe words? My my words mean nothing. No, because I seen I seen through it. I'm gonna be honest with you. Give and, it to me, and I'm gonna give you a credit. And all of this is t- to give you a compliment. I'm giving you. I'm knocking you because you think I wanted to hit that guy. No. But I think you wanted to set the fucking atmosphere of what place complex needed to be to have a successful, not only show, but have a successful environment. And it's a place where writers mm -hmm. had to be accountable. And you knew that because you basically, with people seeing you go to complex, they were saying, okay, I hope you're just not going there to just do a show. I hope you're going there to change shit up. True. So that's what I'm saying. That wasn't content. A lot of what you did was, was about changing 
the atmosphere of, of a company that was not operating as you would see they needed to to not only succeed in the type of content we were doing, but also be seen off the culture. They were not seen off the culture by the time we went there. True. That's a fact. I'm talking about the on-camera moment with that gentleman. The on-camera part of that is content. The extra turn up, I'm in your face, the loud arms, that's content. That don't negate what you're saying. That's true. Complex wasn't looked at like a safe space for rappers, um, a place that honored like the merit and the codes of hip-hop. Like it was seen as, we won't say what it was seen as, but it just wasn't the coolest maybe amongst the hipsters. So yeah, when I got there, it was when we got there, it was a lot of, yeah, I hope y'all, you know, they had their Wale incidents, they had their incidents with rappers and us being there was a sign of culture changing and culture shifting. You don't invite two uh, personalities like this here with the intent of doing the same things that you've been doing. So just by, just on invitation, y'all know that. So once we're invited, well, no, we have to listen to each other now. It's a relationship. So y'all can't just corporate corporatize me down with all of y'all ideas. Y'all have to listen to some of mine. This has to be a working relationship. And sometimes that takes me being the asshole. I always said, I wish I, I stayed at Everyday Struggle for Wait, hold on. You know who probably got the most asshole from me? Who? From Complex Chops. Yeah. He went to sports. He said, fuck it, Bob, after that. But I'm saying, Chops and I never unfollowed each other. Even when I left. There was moments he probably disliked you, though. True. But what I'm saying is, we stayed in contact. I wish him well. He wishes me well. And he was the person that I might have had the most. You know, it's me there first in the morning. He was probably second. When the topics are fucked up, he was the person hearing my mouth. Oh, you was chewing the mouth. Like... I'm the I am the person that when I'm when I'm here I'm holding people accountable. By the way, if we if we go back to those moments, I don't think no one ever disagreed with you. It was just all about. And by the way, I, I've kind of studied this among successful people. People conveying a message, and is it because they're just not here to fucking deal with how you're going to receive it that they're delivering in a certain way, or it's because they're just a fucking asshole. Like, you were right to tell Chops, like, yo, these topics are trash. Like, we're going to have to go in there and drop 60 because yeah. you're not giving us a game plan enough to basically do what we got to do. By the way, to his credibility, he got it together. He also said, well, I think you were getting that, like, yo, hey, these are what they're talking about on social media. It's all been said. What the fuck are we going to say? Just repeat the same shit? I get it. But the way you did it, man. And by the way, talk about theatrics. Joe, I keep, I always say this. I wish. After doing everyday show for three years, I was that experienced to handle you on day one. Okay. Because every time I used to go home after the show, I felt like shit. Only oh, because. Oh, that's horrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I said, fuck, this guy, Joe, everything he wanted to get off. In the way he wanted to get off, he got it he off. He got it off. Everything, I came in with plans. I used to do notes. <laughs> no, and I would leave, and I'm like, fuck. Little cutie pie <laughs> with your little notes. But, but you were a whole different dude then, though, man. No, no, but I gave you credit, though. I, I think that's Aaron Taylor. Where did you learn that from? 
Because you, you said the 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 Edwin Diaz. What, I'm sorry if I messed his name. You said that was the entertainment. That was content. Where did you learn that from? Uh, radio, probably. It was radio and then a combination of uh, TV, the music business, videos. Just anytime you're on camera. That was never a natural thing for me, right? Like being on camera. I'm an introvert. I want to fucking be on camera. But on radio, when I came in anyway. Was that before or after the ransom thing? Because I, I, I felt... There was a, a very noticeable, distinct demeanor when you used to do those videos in front of Applebee's or whatever. You know, just another regret. I regret that one. <laughs> but 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 still, shouldn't have did that. I I felt like you lost whatever little bit of money I had coming in doing that stupid shit. Why? How'd you lose money? You got sued? Because you can't. No, you can't have corporate backing or sponsors or people that are trying to pay you to do something and then go in front of Applebee's and deliver threats to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants there? But I was broke. I didn't fucking know. I didn't know. But, but you can't do that. But still, that was you realizing how to use and manipulate the camera in terms of just content. I think at that moment for Applebee's, you were just too sincere. Like, you're, 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 Upset, angry, but you're still composed. Well, I took the I took all the bumps and the bruises, right? For like this whole in my mind anyway, for this for a lot of things that happen now in this digital wave. Like when you recording your real life. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. When when, when, (laughs) during a fight or a hostile situation in real time reporting this. Like this is before World Star. This is before not before, but before the fighting on World Star was like, who the fuck is doing this? That was sick. Why did you do it? And also, did you at that moment? Because I'm telling you, I haven't seen anyone, actor or not, being able to play to the cameras as much as you could. And I, oh, I thank I, you. No, I think that's an amazing skill. Yeah. Because people could definitely see now. There's a loving hip hop Joe. There's a couples therapy Joe. There's a everyday struggle, Joe. There's Jonas podcast, and there's a state of the culture, Joe. There's so many different Joes, but it's one. One of the things is, it's not that you're different people because you're the same person every single time when the camera's off. When the camera comes on, professional. When did you gain it? Kind of by being cognizant of that when you were filming early days of your relationship in early two thousands. Yeah, that love and hip hop played a big part in that too, though. Cause you go on there and you're like, oh my God, like you don't have control of editing. You're like, oh my God, you might give them something. So the only way to not give them something to have you looking a fool is to not give it to them. And then there'll be scenes where you think it's some laid back shit and you being laid back and then you watch it back and you're like, oh, that's like, you learn the difference in all that the camera adds, like how it feels in the room versus how it'll feel when it airs. How this You know when I learned that? When you were fucking over the fucking table. <laughs> you remember more theatrics. Yo, yeah. me and Joe were debating on everyday struggle. And Joe, like, again, we're having regular banter. Like, it's cool shit. Joe at one point comes over the table. In the moment, I'm not thinking nothing of this. Yo, it's memes to this day. Memes Everyone's city. like, yo, yo, look at how Joe's pressing. I'm like, that's not even how I thought it was. I, I wasn't pressing you at all. Wasn't, but... I think you understood the perception in that, in what you were saying, in that action, that how it would play. Yeah. 100%. As long as you know that there's no uh, threat in the room, then 
It's our cameras. We do what the fuck we want here. You can wild out. We can edit it. We could. But that was frustrating for me, though. That was what? It was frustrating. I'm like, how do I want to do that? Do it. No, but I don't know how to play to the camera. You do it now, though. Now I do. You do it now. Uh, of course I do. Now <laughs> you I got do. a whole, you got a whole alter ego. Any act like, you got a few acts, but I you do it now. From you. you do it now though. Then imagine, imagine what that would have been like if you would have did it then, because that was that was part of the beauty of everyday struggle. It wasn't that you and I were just so great. The behind the scenes people were great, and Complex was great at memeing and just little moments and. Making them vibe. They were like a machine at that shit. So we would go in there, bug out, make a face. Remember, I came in there, they had a calendar. They had a Joe meme yeah, calendar. Yeah, of course. Like them they niggas. That's you left. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, they were great at that. So that combination, imagine if you were doing that then yeah. on that show right. with me doing it and them doing that. Oh my God. That would have been crazy. Now, you know, you, it went crazy anyway. No, you're definitely right about that. That whole moment was such a teachable moment. That's why, like, you know, I have just generally fond memories of Complex. And he's definitely working with you because I learned so much. But that's why me and you are so, so all right, right? Because, like, and people don't notice, that was like a boot camp them nine months that, that we were together of getting to know each other. So let's go back to the, the arguing. Uh, let's go back to the, the, uh, the audition because... I think this was one of the components that I realized about you just over your career to this point. Like, I didn't know what was really going on in terms of just content wise. <laughs> you like, so cute, yo, yo, the internet still kills me for this. The whole thing with the Migos, this and third. I'm trying to process this in the slowest way possible. And I'm like, Wait, why did Joe get up? Wait, why are they getting up? What's going on? Yo, the cameras is on. Yo, I'm supposed to keep this shit going. What am I supposed to do? I felt you just knew how to deal with everything, and it was just kind of like just way beyond where I was at the moment. I felt lost. Well, that, well you were lost in that moment. But that's a red carpet uh, award show. But that's your first like red carpet on the, the press side. Press side. Press side. No. You did interviews before as like journalists or press? Yeah. Really? I just may not have been the most popping of press, but yeah. I did uh red carpet at the BET Awards. Uh what year was that? Damn, I don't remember what year it was. And I did the hip hop awards. Like where BET tapped me to be the host that interviewed the artists as they came on. But this was a while ago because future wasn't all the way future yet. Like it was a different time to twenty thirteen ish, somewhere around there. Were you and, and and when you've been on red carpets before, like you understand the hostile environment of a red carpet. Yeah, and I've been an executive producer, so like I'm there as the talent, but I'm also here as the producer. So when they're in, I'm the only one with the in ear. Even mm. today, I come here first thing I do headphones. That's producer shit. I got the in ear. You don't. Y'all can't hear. That's like a. a a quarterback on the road in a playoff game trying to trying to give the sit signs and fucking the crowd is loud as hell. I I know that these people won the award. They got to go. We're on a tight window. There's somebody else coming. Hey, let's get them out of here. How can I tell act yeah. to get them out of here? I was having fun on that interview, Joe. You had a lot of fun. I love the Migos. I know. I, clearly, <laughs> I love them too, though. You know, I was a little mad though. I love them too. We talked to Dre for longer. And I was like, why are we talking to, I'm like, 
you heard a report like you know clearly certain things common. Yeah, but that's not why we spoke there longer. Well, I I thought again, not thinking on production terms. I'm thinking we're talking to the people who we really want to talk to, and this is an opportunity. So I'm like, we got the Migos. We're gonna stretch this for as long as we need to. We're not cutting it off. They got like fuck what Lyric is saying. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> P has to grab the Migos and say we have to walk yeah. for us to stop. Yeah, no. When Drea was there, we had a longer window. Yeah, but that's right. how the red carpet is. Like, somebody's supposed to be coming. They're not here yet. All right, you get a few more seconds here. Hey, keep going. He'll do like this. Stall him. Mm. Did you know, and I heard you speak about this recently. I think it was a Smoke Dizzle's podcast? Dizza. Shout out to Dizza. Still time. Were you nervous when Elliot didn't do the show with you and you had the audition with me and you said, ask the guy? Were you nervous? Because, you know, you vouching for me at that point, right? Granted, they like me for numbers and shit, but you're like, no, the content's going to work. Were you nervous that, number one, it wasn't going to be successful or you might look like a fool? No, neither. Why not? She was a smash. was about to be a smash. You got to have the ability to sense the smash, yo. We auditioned for eight minutes. If that. I, I was finished at three. What did you see? They they were. That was them doing whatever they needed to do. I was done at minute three. I was like, What, what did bingo. you see? I saw chemistry. Chemistry and contrast. I saw personality. I saw, contrast. I, I saw personality. I saw willingness, eagerness. There was a work ethic there. Um, and you could talk. Like, you have that now. Like, you're long-winded. Yeah. That's a real talent for people to be able to talk by themselves. I say it all the time. People don't. People don't probably realize how important that is you do that well and you just in there talking hey, I gotta, and they ask you one thing yeah and i think this and then will not shut the fuck up no, no you're right but 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 so you know i've used this analogy and i use it when we, when we did your patreon episode but i really want to correct it because i think in terms of content maybe you're super talented and i've always said if you're not one you're one one a or one b but what I think is definitely underlooked is that you're really good at picking and putting together hits, which that's like a GM. I would say LeBron, but he did a bad job this year. So, so whoever the, the, the great GM is. And um, I'm, I'm wondering, so it's not only you saying, hey, this is smash. Because if you did the show with Elliot, for that to work, it would have to be a different dynamic. Different show. How, like, how are you processing it in real time to say, Hey, I could fucking work with this kid. Well, by the time Elliot said he wasn't doing it, I was no longer crying over the fact that Elliot couldn't do it. Right. I think I kind of knew what that show would look and feel like because Elliot's Elliot. I'm me. I was going to have to be the turn up. He would have to be the wise informational character. But it was going to be different. I, I, I just can't imagine some of the things that we ended up doing. Couldn't do couldn't do that with. Elliot mm. with it. So you have to look at that and you have to figure out how this is going to work. Like earlier you said, like by now we're familiar with the different Joes and I'm like the different jobs call for different things, right? Like that person I've been with you on everyday struggle. I haven't been that anywhere else, nor have I tried to that person I've been on love and hip hop. I haven't even tried to be that person somewhere else. I had a question about that. I said to someone, I said, yo, me and Joe, I feel we could get the bag and we could be good anywhere. The only thing is, I don't know if if you were in love with that dynamic, I don't know if it'd be the same thing. 
And it wasn't because of me. I said, I think Joe has grown out of that character. You know what I mean? Character, just that persona of what legitimately made him feel and act the way he did. Joe was someone who was disgruntled at the was newer acts. Well, well, they say disgruntled. I won't say disgruntled, but... I wasn't like, familiar with a lot of them. But, you but, introduced me to, to a lot of them. But, but now, now, but it's the same thing now. Like now I fuck with the newer acts that I fuck with. And no, but it's like, a, it's like an older NBA player. And say you were a superstar back then, probably got paid 10 million bucks. Now you could be a mid player. These niggas are getting money now. Yeah. All of it. Not, and there's a little resentment. All of it. Not so, for me. Not for me. Weren't there, there was, there was resentment. It has been in my past, of course. I'm saying back then I felt that there was a little resentment on how easy it was, how much control they had how much they didn't know the label and with all those things that were going for them that you never had, they took it for granted. Well, those are two different things. When, when everyday struggle was going, I no longer resented the newer generation for the money they were getting, the opportunities they had. But that was me in early slaughterhouse, like 2011, 12, 13, 2010 to 2013. You have real nasty, hateful, maybe even Oh nine. But no, when we did that, that's the goal for them to get the information, for them to sign better deals. You only get angry when they take it for granted. Mm. And then you want to try to play your role to be a help and talk them through it. Like I didn't have that coming in. So everyday struggle, Joe, wasn't the best example of me being that. Cause it was my first time interviewing people. Yachty. That was my first interview. Mm. Yachty. M- mentorship. So, so I the, feel like that's what you're describing. though. Yeah. We, Everybody needs it. I need it from the OGs. Uh, the, the younger kids need it from their OGs. Like, everybody got an OG. OG and never stops. And, by the way, I always tell people, like, you know, I've always, either mentorship or, or, or watching someone who's been there before. Like, I've always said, like, for example, when it comes to media, I look at you and I look at Charlemagne. Because I feel like, and I still feel like this at this point, if there's going to be a business deal, a business opportunity as it relates to media and media personality, you guys most likely will have those conversations before. If they're high level enough. Yeah. So, so, so they're going to get to me, but they're going to try to be like, yo, is Joe, is Charlemagne. All right, cool. Let's go get that. Cool. <clears throat> now, because of that, I try to be the person who I don't want to make the mistake. So let me watch you guys and how you guys either weed it out or how you guys deal with it. Mm-hmm. So I've always looked at you guys in terms of that. And I think that's kind of mentorship a little bit because I'm, I'm always communicative with you in terms of, Hey, this is what's going on. And I'll ask you questions. That's the same with Charlemagne. Just because I'm like, if you, if I have the benefit of not being the first, it's like squid games. It's like, you know, when they're playing that game where the people are hopping on the glass, Yeah, you don't want to be the guy in the, in, the, in the front. Cause yeah, you get a couple, you get two, right. Then you hop on the next one and it's wrong. You're at the bottom. You know who wins? Unless you're the guy, and I like that example, because know, know who Joe is? I'm the guy that could uh, that made the glass, so what, whatever he was, he was last. And then they, oh, okay. okay I'm goes. him if he would have went first. See, that's what Joe does. What do you think he would have done? He would have done just that. He, he would have won tr- it. He would have won it, because the whole goal no, of the game is some people can't make it. That's why I like this example. Because I'll go lead the way. And then I'll go make all the noise. I'll do the yelling, the screaming. I'll find the loopholes, the invisible trick lines, and tell everybody behind me. 
while I fall and have to go do it again. Mm. I love that example. But then people might be like, well, you failed. It's always a, it's always a fail until you succeed again. I remember early when we were on, um, there's a moment, I don't know if I've ever addressed this. They, they incorrectly attributed this to, at the time I was going through it with, um, I go through it with a lot of people, don't I? Yeah, you do. <laughs> I was going through it with uh, Desus Admiral, okay? But in reality, that was around the Two time when- Two of the nicest guys ever. Jesus. They weren't nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the whole point was that we're going through this whole thing where they're trying to figure out if you're going to stay. You're, you're telling me these things, which by the way, I can't, like there was something that even though we'd have these conversations outside of complex, outside, literally outside the doors. And then I'll go home and I would, I would say to myself, nah, Joe must be playing like, nah, he's going to be here, man. Like you got, he's not, he can't go anywhere. And I kept holding on to that. And there was a moment I, th I think I got emotional on camera on stream, like one of the rare times. And I think they were like, yo, this the Mary made you cry. And I was like, I was like, no, that that's not what it was. I was like, there was a moment that I, I was, I felt everything I was working for in this career. I felt I got, and I got over all the little petty things of, oh, Akio, I think your Joe son of you on camera. I'm like, no, no, we, we got it now. Like this shit is the hit. And when you were gonna leave, I was like, like I remember t talking to Complex, and the only conversations was. How could we keep this? And when I felt I couldn't do anything else to keep it, it just felt, it's one of those like horrible feelings where it's like, it's falling apart in front of my eyes and I couldn't do anything. Now me, we still had a good relationship, but it's like, I'm looking at complex. I'm looking at you. I'm like, yo, how, how make it work? But you did. And y'all did. No. Yeah. Nah, Joe. I'm telling you. Because. What I wanted, I feel like in the in the fucking rafters, we got the Breakfast Club, we got Star and Buckwild, and even though I would say for the we worked for nine months, it's April to December. I've said I'm well documented, <clears throat> and it's the best show ever. I feel like we're there too, but I wanted the run. I wanted the run so fucking bad. Me too. I did too. So. See, and that's the problem. You have to know that I wanted to run too. No, you did. You wanted to run under your terms. Not, not under my terms. Do us right. See, that's the other misconception. I'm never going in there yelling and screaming so Joe can be done right. I've been homeless. I can. I'll be fine. I got people's house. I can sleep at if she could. Uh, time get hard. I'm fighting for y'all to do the right thing by us, the people that made the show. You know how many times I went there and fought for Nadeska rights? Like you said all that at my podcast. And I went home and thought about some of that shit. It was your perspective, so it's fine. You know how many times I've gone in there by and way, fought. Quick plug, if you haven't seen, and and unless Joe edit demons it out, it's about three hours of content. That's going to be. Three and a half. It's like 345. Yeah, 345. I think it's meant for his Patreon. I might catch a little couple a couple moments on YouTube, but go check that I let out. Ak over, I let Ak come over there and let me have it. I let I let him just lay it all on the line and, and give it to me. He's one of the only people I allow to do that. All you other niggas, relax. But yeah, you know how many times I went there and fought for Nadeska's rights? Maybe without her even knowing. I'm talking about from big boss to the next big boss to the. You know how many times I fought for Chops' rights? But here here's the the real thing about that though. A lot of times, you know, especially your rights. 
in a situation the like that, fuck? no matter what, you don't leave. That's not true. Like you have to leave. I think that's where like I was disagreeing. I'm like, Joe. Act, you a boss now. So look now, honestly, look back at the show. Yes. Think about the whole setup, the infrastructure. Think about the building, what was going on in there. Think about how many shows were there. Think about our place in those shows and what it was delivering and what it potentially could deliver if you ever got the ad side of this right on this show. And now think about what you were being paid, what I was being was paid. It was petty. It was bullshit. What, what uh, the mic people, sound people were being paid, what Lyric and them was being paid. You're right. But you know in business, there's something, and unfortunately this exists, we have to be realistic, especially when there's a contract already in place that you operate in good faith. That after you've completed the contract, the subsequent deals and offers and contracts will be better. You stop playing ball in nine months. No, that's not true. That's not true at all. I stopped playing ball when that Friday shenanigans shit went earlier. So yeah, like six months ago. Yeah, before. <laughs> Yo, Joe. Because who dictates good faith? That's not good faith. That's not good faith. We see, would, see, with me, I, I know the price. When, when you're responsible for building, like, shows and chemistry and just building anything for that matter, like, you know that the price of the brick has to eventually go up. Right. You know that. But then let me ask you a question. So now you go to the people that are responsible with raising the price. And they don't want to raise it. They're adamant against it. Got 20 million reasons why they shouldn't raise it. All right, I don't have a choice but to leave. Clear it up for me. Give it to me. This is what they've always told me. They said, act. Because, you know, I actually went in there and it was the dumbest decision I probably did. And good thing I made up for it. Well, you made up for it because you left. So they're like, oh, no, we got to keep him. But there was a time when there was negotiation happening and me and you were talking on the side. And I go into them and I said, listen, man, as long as I made this, my, I'm straight. Oh my God. Give the rest to Joe. Whoa. I thought it was, yes, it is oh a whoa. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> yes. Don't you ever do that. Don't Joe, you ever I do that doing, again. Yo, don't you remember the NBA don't where, like, this one, whoa, 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 this one basketball player was like, yo, I'll take the pay cut to keep the guy. Yes, don't you ever. It didn't really ever work. Do I was the Clippers. Again. I think it was like Elton. I can't remember what it was. Because in my, because don't do that. Because in my plan, either everybody going to get paid or you going to get paid. And that's what happened when I left. But I was looking at. I was looking at the show being so big that we were going to eventually end up on TV linear and they would have to spend the money. Like I do believe they're spending on say sneaker shoppers or how definitely how ones. but they're spending that on these shows because they have all the rights to these shows. And that's where Joe's business relationship always gets a little bumpy because it's some, cause I come in and I'm a success and then you see how much of a success it is. And then you want the rights to other things. And Joe says no every time. Joe. So that, so that couldn't have happened, right? I would, have, I would have rolled around that floor had they went and got a TV deal. And our contract said what it said about TV rights and what we're paid. For. Are you kidding me? You, you that show right. will never go on TV. Let me ask you straight up. Did you ask for a piece of complex? No. That's what was, that was the silliest thing. That, so they told me, they say, I, yo. Because they're stupid and they just said, not they, but that's stupid. That is stupid. 
Because at complex that, was going under. <laughs> Who won a piece complex? <laughs> but, but but shit, at that point it was still evaluated to at least be about like Sprinting bought in for like two hundred million for for a particular for I, one third of it. I I wasn't there early enough to ask for a piece of complex. Nor did I think that. That's what I thought. Nor did I think that our show gave me the leverage to ask for a piece of complex. No, I was asking for shorts with complex. I went to work for what, what was that twenty two grand a month? Uh, Nineteen after I paid Ian fucking, and in my next cycle I wanted it to double. I wanted I want I wanted fifty grand. That's what I wanted. I wanted not in December. I, when the, my contract was over, I wanted fifty grand a month. No, not in December. No way. Yes, that's not true, Joe. And they came. Joe, back, we got Joe. This act, is off the record. Act, I know. I have emails. I have receipts. It'll never come out because that's not how I do business today. But no, they came back and said something like forty. And I said forty. They would have gave you fifty grand a month. They didn't. They four didn't. times a week, every week. That was my point. You sure, Joe? Act, you saying, and this grand? be my beef with you. You watch them not pay $300 for a security guard. I know. What do you think the difference is? Because they they start to realize, number one, how hard it was to replace you. They went into crisis mode. And I think they had to do so many different things that if it was an additional ten grand a month, they, I believe, would have paid you. They didn't. And they wouldn't. And that's what that was about. They left me with no choice but to say, because what you always have to ask yourself as an entrepreneur is, do I think I can beat that on my own? Even with Spotify, when, when I left that deal and made that big fuss, the question I had to sit with was, whatever they offered me, as horrible as I say it was, do I think I can beat it on my own? You're right, and, you're right with Complex, not with Spotify. I'm already right. I heard they offer you like 20, 30, bro. That is that's exorbitant in terms of it's not enough. Well, it's not enough. I'm, I'm, I'm not judging your worth. I'm just saying I have done. And by the way, this is the reason why I partner with people, mm -hmm. you know, and I still told, you know, I told my shit to everybody in terms of I made this, this whole shit, blah, blah, blah. But the reason why sometimes I'm glad to partner with people is because without partnering and, you know, you're on Patreon, you're completely independent. For every single cent that comes in, there is a ounce of work being put in. Mm. There is nothing that's just coming and you're putting the work first before the money comes in. Facts. Big facts. And then also when it comes to those companies, and this is why this is why when it comes to complex, like if that's what it was, th that's ridiculous just because no shit. I know when we went there, they were at a million subscribers. By the time you left, they were at two, two point something. They got to two in two. Uh, they got to from in all their existence, they were at one million. We came there six months. They're at two million. I told them. I said, "Yo, y'all could pay me. Y'all could pay me what I'm asking from the YouTube money. Like I see what y'all doing YouTube. And I everybody know, was getting YouTube everybody works. was getting bonuses too." Don't Everybody was getting bonuses. It's like, no, we used the YouTube money to pay for the staff. I'm like, what staff? We have a staff of however many hundreds of. Wait, you talking about? Now they had a lot of staffs. They had Go90 budgets. They had a budget. Listen, just an overall they budget a, from, they, from Verizon. Listen, I applaud Complex. I applaud Spotify. I thank them for the opportunity for me to be able to work there, learn from both of them, grow with them. 
Like I was bigger when I left each of them, so I don't have anything negative to say about them. But what's money to they you? They was getting money. What's money to you? What do you mean? They was getting money. For me to get Joe Budden to commit to it doesn't have to be a podcast, but it has to be content. For, if for me to get Joe Budden to commit to content, let's say at least three times a week, say three or four every week for a year. So let's say four times a week for, for a year, that's 200 pieces of content. That's pretty much what Everyday Struggle was. For me, for, for me to get you to do that, a lot of people would look at that and say, $10 million is pretty decent compensation for the year. That's people that don't know what they're talking about. Some people might say $5 million is good. Okay. Well, any number you accept would be good. I wouldn't accept neither one of those. Okay, so explain to me. What, I would need to hear more. Explain to me what do you think value is? Is your value just based on what you're offered, or have you done an independent evaluation of what you think your services bring that you could be like, no, I should get this amount of money, or I demand this amount? You know, when it, when it comes to like you know movie stars. You get the guys who you win the Oscar and you know the market of those guys. Okay, you, you might be getting 20 to 40 million for a movie, right? And the mar there's a market there that you could kind of know what money you should be able to command per mm -hmm. film. Yeah. And podcast is still can't relatively really new. That. Yeah, you can't do that. And by the way, not only still relatively new, you were one of the first to start saying, hey, pay me this. You guys figure out the business because still there's a lot of companies that didn't figure out business of that right explain to me how you see value period no no i can't because ah, i don't want to tell people you don't have to use yourself you I, don't, use I don't want to tell people you but use anything if like, i were to do that if i were to do something where i'm getting up four days a week yeah to do anything then i'm asking for half the company i'm asking for complex <laughs> why because i know what my value brings i know what my presence brings I have a history of it. I have a Carfax. I can show it. I have data. I can prove it. It's happened a million times. It's happened a million different places. We can't continue to build things where other people benefit and we not experience the upswing as well. And that's what happens. Like, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of watching it. So I refuse to do things like that anymore. You build, you build this show. You take it somewhere because somebody offered you seven or eight figures, right? Now you're happy with your seven or eight figures, but yeah. they got all types of shit in their contract that say, I grow as this company grows. And now they get to decide up, oh, when is that that number? All right, I'm out. And now I'm just taking hundreds of millions with me. And you just sit here happy with your five and your 10 or whatever you got. But is that not how I'm, business work? How what business works? Business in general, in terms of. Yeah, I'm, you got to work to get to that spot. Well, I'm not hiring. If I'm hiring Joe Budden to do a show for my company, it's it's a given that I'm not only trying to profit off of what his show brings, I'm profiting off of what Joe Budden is going to help my company be perceived or valued at. So you, you can't sign a deal without understanding. Like, I'm at Spotify. Mm -hmm. I would imagine Spotify signed me not only for the ad dollars that we will generate from me having a podcast that is heavily viewed, but I am now a asset in their portfolio that mm -hmm. will drive up their company value. I think so. Okay. Now, if I agree to the contract, I can't look at it later, which I, I, I always thought that this was the case. 
But I don't think I feel like you couldn't have predicted it. Give it to me. I don't think you could have predicted that your success in podcasting at Spotify would make Spotify realize that this this is the proof of concept. I think they thought it was going to be the celebrities who they gave contracts to, except it was you, maybe mm. a couple other people, but definitely you. You're in the mix. Mm. And now that they have gotten the proof of concept, you agreed to whatever you agreed to. They don't owe you anything else. They could literally. I, that's true. I'm not beefing with that. Okay. So now that that's why that's why you thank them for the information, right? You thank them for being able to learn and grow over there. Because truth of the matter, I can't be mad at them. I never asked them for uh, equity. See that same thing you laughed 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 at me about with complex. But look how this works. Had I known to ask complex for equity, you know what would have happened? I would have asked Spotify for equity before they went public. Now whether they would have given it to me or not is something different. Who cares? Maybe they, some shares. I ain't gonna lie to or, may, or maybe not. But I would have asked. And that's where the win is. You can't short just hey, they could say no all day and you could still take the deal and you could still agree to do what you want. But a hundred million was exorbitant, Joe. I don't think a hundred million is exorbitant at all, nor am I here to argue with people who think that it is. Are you still on the stance of not doing ads? Why do people think that that's my stance? That was reportedly one of the things that you said. People can't get reportedly nothing. People got to get, no, okay, get it from me. Okay, you said. People got to get it from me. You said it would fuck up the quality of show. You, that's why you refuse to do it at Spotify. Okay. I do ads. There's probably going to be ad dropping like right now. No, y'all niggas do a lot of ads. That's how I, I'm going to get it. But back. you also have succumbed to a system that I bucked at, right? It's not that Joe wouldn't do ads. It's the same complex thing. It's not that Joe wouldn't wear those stupid Nike sneakers or do the Friday show. Is it back in? We have to be compensated correctly for these ads. And in podcasting and in content world, very rarely are the actual creators compensated correctly for those ads. So what you're asking me to do is you're asking me to ruin my my audio experience for my listenership who come first and foremost Right. So I said that that's true. Okay. You're asking me to interrupt that. You're asking for me to give y'all the rights to just place them wherever you see fit. You're asking for a lot. What is the value of that? Different podcasters will say different things. But for me and my business, video, ad, enterprise like this. Let me ask you a question. It's expensive. Call her daddy sign. Allegedly and reportedly, three years, 60 million. 60 million. Congratulations. Yes. Big deal. Granted, what reportedly, because you've never really confirmed, um, you were asking for, let's say you're asking, let's just say you're asking for 100. Seeing the size of that podcast, which they're in the market, do you then feel, well, or let me say, do you think, you you don't think you have a bigger audience than Call It Daddy? Why do I have to think? There should be numbers to show this. So, well, they're that, exclusive do we, now. Do we? Oh, no, no. <laughs> they're number two on the charts. They're number two. And this is why I don't like you niggas, man. Listen, don't fuck with my relationship. There you go. Don't fuck with my relationship. I'm not saying a word. All I'm saying is, I don't have to think about anything, right? Like there are numbers to say where everybody lands and where they falls. I don't compare myself to any white podcaster. But that's, that's why you won't get that's, paid. You have to if you want to get paid. It's not true. That's what academic says. But that's what the market is. We're talking business, Joe. No, 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 up, 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 up. In this market, we've only seen white caster, white podcasters be paid. Yes or no? 
We've only seen the people with the big audiences. Like, name, name me a black podcaster. Is there no black person with a huge audience? Well, name me one that's that's tried and they get paid. Uh, Nicki Minaj had a huge show. Nicki Minaj could get could, get, could go get get a back. See, so you, we have not seen. She's at Amazon now. So we Amazon have, cut the check. So, so, She's at Amazon. Right, so we can't, Amazon have, a, we can't have a business talk if you're not just going to be fact-based with me. Every week we get a report of okay. a white podcaster that signs for high eight, nine figures, right? There's a few of them. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. Some that maybe haven't been reported. You, I said, I want to see one black podcaster get paid. You said, no, they're paying people with big audiences. No, there are black people with big audiences that you could give a check to. You said Nicki Minaj was not even a podcaster. Why is she not? Nicki's a podcaster, brother. Watch, anytime Nicki- First of all, we, we can't even tell what Nicki's, Nicki Minaj's podcast numbers is. We have to go for her social media music numbers. We don't have actual numbers for a podcast. You're on the open market now. People could clearly see that. I've, like, hey, I've done two podcasts with her, so I see how her data goes. I see how those two went, but just off the fly. So I know what that Queen Radio shit was doing, and I don't even really want to talk too much about her. She was just a quick example of, but there's mad people. Oh, let me see, 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 let me see. Dave Chappelle, what did he get? Dave got to get at least like. What did he get? I don't know. And that's the problem that you are ignoring. Well, but you know Forget who's about leaking it. the Forget numbers. About no, it. you know who's leaking the numbers. He got but, it back. You know who's leaking the numbers though? It's the agencies, brother. I know this. <laughs> Mine wasn't up there enough for them to leak it. They leaked the right ones. I'm yeah. telling you. <laughs> this guy right nah. here, boy. Nah. Listen, I don't compare myself to really other podcasts. I say white podcasters, but I don't really compare myself to other podcasters. Everybody has a different way to do this thing. Like there's no right or wrong. I know how I'm going about I feel it. Like you have to do the numbers. Every day I get up. And like, you know, this week I'm fortunate enough that, you know, I'm within at least the Spotify's ecosystem. I'm in that top 10, right? I won't always be, but I, I am this week. Mm. I've real, realized that for me to have the value to possibly command the numbers that I want to command, which is of the ilk of what you're talking about. I can't only compare myself to the people who I believe is in my arena. You got to go compete with them people. You got to go compete with. You gotta con go compete with uh if you want caller daddy num caller dad caller daddy numbers in terms of uh contract you better be able to compare with caller daddy um I, I think it's funny that you're even calling it call her daddy numbers why are those numbers just there <laughs> yo you don't believe the numbers are real like, you, know, you act like it's, you act like what people said about Takashi numbers with Takashi numbers are real Bruh whatever people are doing with their numbers I applaud them. My opinion matters now. Who do you compare there to? There are a lot of people fudging numbers. I don't know who is and who isn't. There has to be a, comp like, comparatively speaking, you have to, again, this is my job as a creator. Create an entrepreneur. I need to put the numbers on the, uh, on, on the board. I speak to my lawyer, my agent very frequently. I need to put enough numbers that they're always trying to get deals, side deals, this and third. They're trying to leverage what I've done. So I need to keep dropping 40 and 50 constantly that it arms them with a statute to say, this is what our client's doing. I'd never look at it as how, and by the way, it doesn't matter though, how important our client is to whatever, whatever. Like for example, with Twitch, and I mentioned this before, in Twitch, more than my numbers, I was very instrumental that now you have dozens of rappers on there now. There's a whole I, new- I, I, I say there's a value there. I agree. 
I know, but every time we talk value, you kind of only go to numbers. But no, no, you have to establish. Well, it's been like that since Everyday Struggle. I've always been the, the weekly numbers. Guy. I know, but we need more than numbers. Like, and that's the thing. When you start sitting down saying, I don't think anybody gets 60 million or 100 million without having more than just numbers. How else are you adding value outside of numbers, which most of these companies can trick in the first place? And that's what it comes down to. Like you have a value, you have a lot of other value that you bring to companies when you step in the door. Maybe those buckets are not buckets that these companies acknowledge or have budgets to acknowledge yet, but that don't mean that they don't exist in you and that you shouldn't say something about them. When I first said something to Spotify about a podcast, they didn't, they didn't have podcasts. Really? Yeah. When Ian first sent the email over and well, yeah, whatever year that was, 2016, whatever year it was early and they didn't have podcasts and they didn't hit them back. It's not until there's a plan that are now there's something to talk about. But sometimes you could be ahead of the shit. As an entrepreneur, as a creator, it's my job to always stay ahead of the shit. If we a Monopoly or we at a space table, I'm trying to figure out what you what you're about to do maybe before you know it. But don't you have to negotiate it before I'll give you an example. When you left, I always said when Joe left Complex, I got everything that Joe was kind of fighting for, but they were they were much easier to give it up to me. They gave me a percentage on the show. And they actually, they came to me and they said, hey. That's how it's supposed to go, goddammit. But, but listen, wait. They came to me and they said, well, just to let you know, we can't sell ads. And, and by the way, this is my, I have a whole conspiracy theory as well. It's like, we can't sell ads. So, you sure you want a percentage of the show? Or do you want this flat fee? Keep in mind, here's the difference. Hey, if, if Adidas is being promoted, so every single time, which by the way, I, I took the percentage. Every single time that Wayne wore something, there was something, uh, lower third, whatever, whatever, there's a check being cut. But I didn't get paid from that. I only got paid if the show was profitable. It was overall. Here's the thing. See, this is fuckity fuck shit. But here's the thing. The show was never profitable. Well, yeah. So pretty much, I looked at it at the end. I'm like, did I finesse myself because... They warned me, hey, the show ain't been profitable. Also, they have no incentive to make it profitable now. They you know, they you, you know how to do this. They didn't warn. They, would, they didn't warn you. They was insulating the fuck shit. That's what they were doing. See, and when I'm around, that can't happen. <laughs> that can't happen yeah, when Joe was around. You know to a fit. <laughs> like, there's a couple. Or there's people. no more show. <laughs> or there's no more show. <laughs> the fuck are y'all talking about? Hey, now what you going to sell an ad to? <laughs> you be shitting me. Oh man I always wondered I was like Yo, Well this is a smart Business decision But I'm like Well I'm getting less money But it's showing them That I'm here for a long term And eventually we're gonna turn Profitable But every year I saw The fucking thing And I was like Wait we're unprofitable again? Like Well that's the trick Eck. That's the trick You gotta know the trick by well, now I know the, that, that, I, That's the trick That's what the labels do to the artists Yo I know you sold a lot of albums, but... We didn't recoup. Yeah, that's the trick. Recoupable. So you can't do that to me. You can't play with me like that. Y'all niggas say it's Joe burning bridges. I'm saying I let all the new companies know how it's not going to go. And they all love it. When I go to new places... Do, do you understand... Hey Joe, we know that you hate this, but we just want to run this by you. It's like, no, it's fine. Like, where'd you even get that from? <laughs> 
my one fear about how you've done business, because I've heard I've heard some horror stories about some places that's not even public. They're yeah. like, yeah, this company would have worked with Joe, but they backed out. They're good off Joe, and I'm like, what? And and just hearing that, I'm like, maybe Joe is now radioactive because as talented as you are, you could get radioactive where the top brass is like, if you do the wrong thing, yeah, it can get, we're not fucking with him. It can get bad. Mm -hmm. We're not, we're going to spite him and not give him a deal. Even though it's spiting us too. Mm -hmm. We should give a deal. Mm -hmm. And I've looked at that and I'm like, does Joe have the same amount of options? Like right now, like I've looked at, I'm like, well, Joe said something about Netflix. Would they entertainment, the conversation? I don't know how bad it is. Maybe, maybe not. Me, I've left from a lot of situations. Sometimes I've thought, I'm like, yo, but it's part of the game. You get jerked. You got jerked at the record label. I've got jerked everywhere. But once you've gained the knowledge and the leverage, you hope to not burn that bridge that you could go back and now you have, it's a rabbit hole. Well, you hope to not get jerked again. Yeah, well, well, at least you know more shit and you have more leverage. That's me and you disagreed about that too. You like, yo, if you keep running around burning bridges, you won't have any bridge to go to. I wonder that with you now. It's always bridges, yo. Because I, I, I've thought, I thought when you left Spotify, y'all thought I was gonna be homeless. No, no, no. Y'all thought not. I was gonna be unemployed. No, definitely not. Broke. Definitely not. But I thought you was waiting on to come down. That's the thing with me. They always waiting on to come down. I thought. And I'm again. I'm just making up numbers here. Let's say you ask for a hundred, they offered you twenty, then they said thirty. Cool. I thought you'd get a company that gave you forty instantly, and it would have happened quickly. And granted, it's not your hundred, but I don't think nobody's meeting a hundred, Joe. Yeah, I gotta be honest. With you. That's naive, though. And that's and I told you to sign a deal with someone else. I was waiting for the announcement. It is naive to think that those type of deals happen that fast. It's been a year. That's my point. Here's, Listen to you. It's not a long time? In one year, I should have 40, a $40 million deal. Why? That's a, you know how much money that is? It's the only, only listen, listen to these numbers that we're throwing around here. Why should that have happened in a year? It take work. Because it takes I, I feel real you were, work to secure I feel like you were things. publicly negotiating, not only with, but I wasn't. with Spotify, but you were publicly rising the price with other potential companies that I thought that once you left, no, you left with a purpose. That's because y'all niggas be running around. Y'all, I don't do that. Mad other podcasters run around with their hand out trying to get a deal and some money from somewhere. I don't be trying to do that. I try to I bet on me, bet on my audience, mm. and wait for the technology to make sense so the marriage can make sense. If you want to know, I was waiting for uh, Apple's subscription plan the whole time. Hmm. <laughs> I wasn't trying to negotiate with nobody. I've seen the numbers. I've seen all of them. There's a Spotify subscription plan. I wouldn't do that. Why not? Because uh, Spotify's subscription plan, to my knowledge, comes with some other things. And by the way, they just some allowed- other, Some other things are involved in that. They just opened it up where, um, I feel like I'm pitching anchor now. Um, they just opened it up where anyone can have a video podcast, not just me. I know. And I know why they did that. Will you throw the video on there? No. Why not? I'm not throwing my video on Spotify. Why'd you go back to Spotify? Because it's a tool. It's audience. I can't rob my new co-hosts of audience. But don't you think Spotify looks at him like, man, this sucker was asking for a hundred million. He came back for free. Not at all. Spotify knows better than that. It's only uninformed people that would say that. The beef was never 
uploading to Spotify. It's, yo, you're asking me for 20 million things for me to upload to Spotify. I just didn't want to do that. I didn't want to give y'all my video, my ad rights, my likeness, control. It was mad things I didn't want to give them. But I still want uh, the audience. This is one thing I fear in this conversation. Because I look at you and I think the title of the podfather is most suitable for you. I don't think you're the first person to ever do a podcast. But I think in making leaps... And, you know, so to comment, Jack, even with me saying that. It's my guy. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. The king. With me even saying that, I feel like people look at you as one of the people. In terms of the Olympics, you broke the records. And you took it places and to new audiences and to new business realms that people thought previously. Like, everybody was doing $1,500 ads. <laughs> you went to Spotify. Then everyone looked around and say, Wait. Now we need That's a deal. the play. Yeah, we need a deal. That's the play. The deal is the play. So now I look at it and I see how everybody's moving. Shit, I'm, I'm like, I'm a latecomer. To, we only started doing this in September. And I'm wondering, as I talk to everybody, everybody's like, yo, we're all doing great. And I'm like, is Joe getting left behind because you went back? Like you, you, you put the status quo as a deal. Then you went back independent. And then everybody, I seen... Everybody's like, oh, I'm on the Black Effect or iHeart. I'm over here uh, uh, with Spotify. I'm at Barstools. I'm here. Like, everybody's doing their thing. And I'm like, is Joe being left behind in the game? He pretty much paved the road. Well, is he left behind or is he ahead? That's how I ask you. I won't answer it. Well, it's coupling with the question of me asking. I I won't answer it. Where is this going? I'm not left behind, though. Where is this going? Where's what going? When you told me. podcast space. The space in general. When you told me in 2017, your act, Everyday Struggle is cool. We need to start a podcast now. I looked at Chess like, this nigga's yeah, he laughed at me. bugging. I'm yeah. like, I think I'm making, I'm like, you know what I'm making on YouTube right now? What the fuck is up? A podcast is going to dilute my shit. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Plus, my audience don't listen to nothing mm-hmm. over like three to four minutes. Get out of here. Nobody listens to Joe, man. Joe's like, yo, Joe sat me down in his crib. He's like, come over. We were talking. He's like, yo, you're going to have a podcast. I'm going to have a podcast. We're going to make Everyday Struggle a podcast. I got this one guy. You actually, I, I said it on, on the Patreon yeah, episode. Ice. Like, I got Ice, and we're going to get Gilbert Arenas. We got five podcasts, and we're going to be killing shit. And I looked at Joe, and I'm like, I don't even think this is Adderall anymore. I think I, I think he's back on the stuff. It got to be. He's, he's he's a little out there. Like what's because Genius plan and play. Genius plan in and play. In hindsight. Years ahead like I normally am. True. Because at that moment, I think I was looking at it to say, why would we do that when there was no indication that that was going to be the thing? If anything, at that moment told me that it was going to be more shows that were just digital shows that could possibly have a podcast option, but you wouldn't focus on that. We didn't think that we thought podcasts were only for the people who were bored driving to work that didn't want to listen to radio. Mm -hmm. We didn't think that. Oh no! People are at their house listening to podcasts. Like that's well, that's I, their TV. I didn't. I believe that podcasts were here and were going to be a huge disruptor in things to come. Uh, but sometimes you have to convince companies of that. So I was prepared to do that, and you know, I was going to get this network uh, of podcasts together, five pods, um, and the plan was to really use Complex as an ad agency 
for this network of pods. My reluctance was, wait, y'all can't get ads over there (laughs) on Everyday Struggle. So why would I think that y'all could get ads here? But I'll give it a shot because there's really no money in podcasting outside of ads. So we got to try and give it a shot. And they they said no to that. That was a genius idea. For 40 grand a month. I was in awe. I was in shock. See, but that's what I mean. That's what I be telling you, man. There's certain things that happen during a relationship that tell you where the company stands in certain things. I kind of knew leading up throughout the year that we'd have a hard time with them doing the right thing at the end of the contract. But as it, as it relates to podcasting, was it them not doing the right thing? They, maybe they, just they didn't, didn't see know. It. They just didn't see it. They didn't know. That, yeah, but I'm talking about on what y'all did with Everyday Struggle. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Like, but, and but, if you did the wrong thing there, I have to assume that you'll do the wrong thing here or that played a part in the thinking. And I don't understand that, right? If you do it the right way, see, that's why it's just greed. It'd be greed and just people not knowing. If you do it the right way, it's enough money for everybody. We, they could have changed that little ad sentence clause in our contract. We'd have been happy. They'd have been happy. Everybody would have been happy. But no, y'all a fight with Joe because Joe is asking for pennies. I'd be asking for pennies. That's that's before that's pennies. before now. But I never asked them for a hundred million. Be clear. I never said to Spotify I need a hundred million dollars. By the way, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna, I've never said I need two hundred million dollars. Yo, I'm gonna be honest with you. I said I need a respectable offer. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. In hindsight, and this is why you know salute to Spotify. You know, I have no complaints with them. In hindsight, it's ridiculous that they weren't even offering us a million dollars a year. It's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yes. It's four times a week. Nah, that was crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> that was great. No, so, no, hold it, on, it, it take y'all a few years to always come around to what Joe be saying. Well, but you, yes. Well, you got to see the bigger bag. You got to see other companies that are willing to pay more for less work. You don't. And that's that's what you'll learn one day. That's what I was saying to you. Act. That's one of the reasons I was I didn't saying, go to act, look, I was saying, look, there's cameras, there's mics. We could go be this anywhere. This shit is a hit already. Yo, you told me that shit. No. It. Yo, even with the revolting, I remember I remember you said this and I was like, yo, yeah, I think Joe is really out there. Yo, you said to me, you say, yo, act. Okay, this is a this is a revolt move. We're gonna go to revolt. We're gonna do half the work for more than twice the pay. I'm like, this nigga Joe is tweaking. <laughs> Which by the way, now seeing what the market is, I see what money is. You're you're 100 percent right with that. Definitely. I'd be right. <laughs> well, I didn't I'm gonna be honest with you. But it's fine. It worked the, out the way it was supposed to work All the out. money I made in media was made through my hard work and what I owned. That I didn't understand the bigger bags to be coming with the companies. I was always using, remember, I, I, I went to Everyday Struggle saying, listen, man, fuck them little pennies they're giving us. Nobody knows me, and eventually I want to be the guy. And you cannot be the guy just only on YouTube. You need to be out there. So sitting across from Joe Button every day, we're going viral. I'm in his audience, the main. We are, we are now the hip hop de facto show. Now we took over. Oh, this is great. This is worth every penny. So I'm not even counting. The t- you know, there was a time that Complex used to be like, yo, could you please come like, like send us invoices? But think about that. Like, listen to what you're saying. At that time, they honestly could have came to you and said, here's a million dollars. Came to me and said, here's 1.2. And yep. we would have been ecstatic going to work. 
Of course. Of course. I signed off for like two years, like two, three. I, I like, signed off for three. I said, let's go. Let's go. But, but they didn't do that, which forced me. Anytime I learn some shit, I'm forced into having to go learn it. Like when they didn't do that, I had to go get more information. I had to work harder. But wait, though, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't think there was that much worth in owning content as a company for them to pay us that. So I was looking like, well, they keep telling us they don't make no money. How the hell are they going to pay us a million dollars? Now I get to realize if I own that fucking content, Let me yo, know. here's two. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to go in the hole 1M for paying y'all what y'all need to go. And by the way, I'm paying y'all three cumulatively. I'm producing the show. I'm putting up billboards. I'm going to be down one mil just for the next three years that I'm going to, my company is going to be worth maybe another billion. See, niggas, that's why it was funny with Spotify putting them billboards up when we went over there, and then y'all was over there with Star, I think. I think Star was over there. Oh, and them yeah, fucking yeah. Spotify, Joe Budden podcast billboards just surrounded the fucking... Yo, yo, by the way, I was that, so tight. Did I ever tell you? <laughs> yeah, you told me. Yo, I'm driving into work, and I'm like, you know, I'm like half asleep, and I wake up, because like, you know, they're right off the turnoff Times Square, and I wake up, and I see Joe Budden all over the place. By the way... Me and Joe, one of our things with them was that they couldn't even put up a poster. Like somebody wouldn't even staple it to a to a fucking um like a anything. Just put us up like at the bus stop to make us feel good. Like, hey, we printed this out, black and white. Let's put it up. I look up and Joe is in fucking lights, skin glowing, glowing. I'm like, <laughs> this is when I, that's when I had that's when I said I got to be in the marketing meeting. <laughs> But but listen to that, right? And that's why that moment is beautiful because niggas used to be in the meetings trying to tell them, yeah, why we can't get a billboard? Billboards are outdated. They don't work anymore. They A million reasons to not give us a billboard. And the real reason, well, here's the thing. It's not even about the billboards, it's about the commitment. That's what we realized. We were going into complex and the majority of the, pr- the promotion was, well, these guys are already polarizing as it is. They're going to naturally go viral. Plus, they're beefing half the day because of the show. All we got to do is produce the show. No, you got to market the show. You got to stand with the fucking cloth of the show, which is if we have disruptive personalities, then we have to back this show. This is our disruptor show. We did one press and it was an AMA on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, and the show still was what it was, man. But I, well, well, all right, hold on. let me poke the business brain of you real quick. If I give, if you own the content of every day, because there's a lot of times you said that to me, like, yo, act. All we fucking need is a couple mics and some cameras. And the whole time I'm saying, I'm thinking to you, like, Joe, at this point, I got to get paid a certain amount. Like, how the fuck we are going to get, like, now in content, now in content, it sounds ridiculous. Just because. Like one little viral moment. I wish you would listen to me sometimes. But no, no, wait. Content then wasn't as I won't say it wasn't as valuable. It wasn't as easy to make money off of it as it is now. See, that's where we keep going wrong. I'll make it before the money, before we figure out where the money's coming from, so that by the time it's cooking, now money is here. I'm valuable by the time money gets here. I'm not just going to build it when there's money coming. Mm. I'm going to go build it and keep it valuable if I believe in it. And I know money will come as a creator. Well, that's the type of creator I am. That's my experience. Go make something out of nothing. Make it pretty, make it valuable. Somebody will come and call you about it. 
somebody will want to help you invest, do something. It's gone through that like that my whole career. Mm. Yeah. Me and you at any point could go sit down, own it, license it how we want, advertise how we want, market how we want, and get paid from it how we want, have we want. You have to have been down that road, done it yourself, and seen it to believe it. And I'm wondering if, and I'll make a pivot real quick. I heard, you know, I haven't seen everything with you guys like back and forth with the slaughterhouse shit. Right. Where allegedly you had told them like, yo, hey, well, we could finance it and we could do it. And maybe they were just looking at you like I was looking at you back then and say, nigga, what? Like, wait, how the fuck are maybe. we going to? We only know the label. Maybe. Like, what are you talking about? And that's why it becomes tough. To, it becomes more difficult to have those conversations, especially with people that you care about. Right. Because if they don't get it, they don't get it. Like you'll just sound nuts to them and they'll sound nuts to you. But. Kind of the same thing there. Hey, we're out our deal now. Why would we go get a new deal when somebody in the group has the money to back it? That means we don't have to give away any percentage of any of this. We could just go in clean. And I didn't even say, hey, let me pay for it and then y'all pay me back. Or we work out an interest. We didn't work out. No, let's do it ourselves. Fun like it used to be. And then the business will come. We don't have to ask anybody for anything. That's just going to always be my way of doing things. Like not to knock the people to do it differently, but I want to own it. I don't want people telling me what to do. I want to partner. I want to get with people that I feel will help it. I don't want to just be told. But then I acknowledge what I believe some of their gripes is, but other people's gripes with you. I think you're a visionary. I think, and, and part of me sitting down with you, even it's because, never you know, a gripe. Well, no, no, no. It will never be a bad thing. No, okay, that's not it? the bad part. Okay. So, like, part of the reason of even me sitting with you is, like, I think if I was an app builder, if I was the guy who was thinking about the next platform, the next frontier for content, especially content that, that, that involves culture, if it's going to be the next Clubhouse-esque type of thing, it doesn't have to be that. Just be anything within the space mm-hmm. involves content. I would sit with Joe and pick his brain. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like you know what the fuck is happening next. Mm-hmm. And I look at that and I'm like, that is so invaluable. But then I look at some of the complaints about certain situations and I'm like, even you had a podcast network. Maybe I look at it like maybe Joe is not good administratively. Maybe he's not good doing things. He's... A lot of artists aren't good at like, you know, actually managing a schedule. Mm. You know what I mean? They, they, their brain is so occupied with certain things that I look at them like Joe's a great person to get that idea from, to execute on a talent level, but to kind of manage. Like, let's say a podcast network. You got to get Joe out of the paint. I agree. That's what I learned starting a podcast network. It took me to start a podcast network to learn. Hey, I don't really want to speak to all these podcasters. Like, that's not my role. Like, I may have a vision. I may help with that. But I don't want to speak to podcasters day to day and be in charge or be responsible for their growth. I don't want to be in that position. Hmm. Yeah, I I felt like you were leading the ship. You were super. You're the leader of the ship. You're the creative 
you're the mastermind behind it. But then I think with everybody who comes in, which that's one of the scary parts about it. And now, you know, the, this side of it is where people's livelihoods and, you know, their ability to make an income or their scope of how their career should go is now dependent on you. And honestly, it's kind of like I've always said about music managers. I couldn't, I could never, and this is one of the reasons I never even started labeled executives too. You have to like coddle and like pay attention. Yeah. You gotta, um, you gotta really like micromanage everyone and you gotta yeah. like focus on the, you focus on business, but you also gotta be you. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out to be so much. I've always said most people have the business guy, but also the guy who's going to deal with everything else and allows you to do what you just do. And and where are you with like a podcast network now? Because I'm gonna be honest with you, seeing you doing that and seeing the amount of people who I meet daily, like yo, act, I look up to you, yo, act, yo, you're the reason why I got into this, yo, act, how could I, whatever. I'm like, I'm at the point where I could probably throw alley-oops with the network, but also I don't want to be bogged down like you were, where now it hurts more than it helps. Yeah, I jumped out, I jumped out the gate too fast. Uh, for me, I thought I saw like a viable road to help a large group of people at the same time. But like I said, everybody has their own visions. For me, I can't be trying to help somebody and then they come and have a problem with whatever I'm doing. It's like, oh, wait, are we just disagree? I can't do that. So, no, I had to remove myself. I had to get insulated with that. Um, as far as a network, what is network? A network is help right it's a crew it's hands-on it's relationships it's cameras it's different teams and i still have that but the truth of it you is you do have an infrastructure which i believe could be could easily produce five to ten podcasts weekly we, we could seamlessly but, but no we can't i mean we could so and we and we have so it's just the personalities yeah for me yeah honestly like i don't i can't even get into it without like getting into it so I'm trying not to but like I've had a few uh, all women podcasts why did you go that route I love women I love I love women I would argue I love women I felt I always feel like uh, women are in their voices should be amplified like I feel like they need strong backing I just feel I like I love women women need to be backed by strong men sometimes and in this space where they're underrepresented uh, yeah I thought that was a great move to just lead that way, especially with women I cared about. But I, I, I'd argue because of your audience and you have a large audience, which I would say is a lot of men, you have women as well, but it would be easier to jumpstart, which I think, here's the thing, and you're now a label for podcasts when you're a network, right? So mm-hmm. someone's thinking, hey, how do I get from, you know, Z to A, right? And A being the top, right? And they're looking at you like, well, well, you get all these views if if." 30% of your audience fucks with me is whatever. And that's the other thing. My audience is unique to me. Uh, hmm. It's been curated that way for years and years and years. Uh, so when I work with podcasters, consistency is number one for me and their work ethic. Like once you commit, you kind of got to commit to building your pod and your audience and researching and seeing what works and what don't work. You can't just... You can't just look for a quick route. You can't look to come sit on my pod and take some of this audience and sit with Ag and take some of that audience or just watch what somebody is doing and try to apply it. It's lazy. And in podcasting, that laziness will never work. Mm. It'll never work. 
So anyway, I quickly learned that I needed to be insulated and didn't want to have those creator to creator talks with other podcasters because it would turn into me trying to convince them to do it one way and them trying to tell me of another way to do it. And nobody's right or wrong. There's a million ways to do this thing. Mine's worked for me and has have worked for a few other people. Not to say another way can't work for somebody, but I didn't want to do that. So I have me, uh, Karen Civil is still with me. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. She's a rider. That's <laughs> salute to Karen. Karen's a rider. Did you figure out? Um, <clears throat> did you figure out in all that <clears throat> what it might be like being on the opposite side? Because you've always seen shit as a creator, but it was the first time when I watched like so many people coming out to try to say things or cues or this and third, and I'm looking at Joe. I'm like, Joe, you're complex. You're now the mm. conglomerate that people think is heartless, mm. doesn't get it, doesn't see the creator side, except you are the creator in what you do. And if any, if people would think, you know, they're, they're, they're like, yo, yo, of course, Steve Nash is going to be a great coach. Yo, you, 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 he's a fucking phenomenal basketball player, yeah, right? <laughs> yes, right? But still, they're looking at you to say, if anyone would get the creator, it's the creator who's now the boss. But then you're forced to make boss decisions. Did you see anything through making those decisions that made you realize that maybe complex, I get it, in, in, whether it's complex, Def Jam, or anywhere else, like maybe you understood the establishment a little bit different. Well, when I, well, when I work, like me as a worker, I'm a worker. Like I'm near on time and I'm getting to it, right? So it's different. It's different when you're the person that has to they love you, then they hate you, then they love you again. It's different when you're the person that has to say, hey, can you not be late because of traffic? Like, traffic is not an acceptable. And you're really big on punctuality. I'm, <laughs> really, I'm really big on time being our most valuable inventory. It, it, about setting the tone and not to go back, at Complex, Joe Budden would show up there maybe 5.30, Five forty-five mm-hmm. for our show that would begin at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. He would beat everybody to the building, probably even the janitor. I liked having a little job, man. Get up, shower, get out the house. What's funny about even you doing that? As I watched it, <clears throat> not only would you beat everybody to the building, it it it, it kind of just showed that your dedication was. This is. You woke up and you woke up early enough. You got everything ready. There's no excuses. You're there the earliest. Why was that the case? Because you sometimes you be in the desk there a lot of times, and she still has to do makeup. I always be the desk there, and she has to do makeup this and third. You beat everybody there. Why? Because uh, your talent. Usually, talent shows up the latest, and you've dealt with rappers because a lot of people who have done my show to do your show, they show up late and they're very lethargic. <laughs> but I've never. I, st- I stopped viewing myself as just talent a long time ago, though. Talent maybe can just show up late. That's expected of talent. Talent is their word when they really want to say nigga, nigga shit. <laughs> like they're expecting that behavior from you. But if you created the show, right? Like I'm a creator or co-creator of this. Y'all had no idea what this was and y'all are not running nothing that's similar. So wouldn't I want to get there first to kind of like make sure everything is going according to plan? Talk to the person doing the topics, Talk to the ad company. Talk to. I used to just run around talking to people. You did. 
and making sure everybody lyric the production people remember we had to get go get that new room on little cool little gadgets in there like there's so many things that have to do with just running a successful show so i can't come in there at seven o'clock we start filming at eight i can't come in there at seven thirty. One thing I think I've seen in you that I see myself is obsessiveness. And one thing I always knew about you and after after everyday struggle, you would go home, go kick about a pool, you and your dog, and you watching the show over again. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't watch what they they create. But not only that, not I. You had like fifty different gripes after you watched the show. Then you would watch the whole <laughs> landscape, and then you would kind of like absorb culture a little bit, and couldn't wait till you come back in the next day. Yeah, and it was get me back. It's. I think that that type of obsessiveness, when you put it in an environment where people work nine to fives, it seems a little bit too much. Not even a little bit, way too much. So now you come back, you're like, yo, hey, why, why does my mom say she can't watch this on her Apple TV? Why is this looking like this? Hey, most people who are within my demographics are going to do this. And you come in with a ton of gripes. What I realized, especially things that I own and things that I've created, I have that same type of level of detail, but here's the problem. Not everybody has that. So now you're, you're everybody left with, won't. how do you handle a bunch of podcasters in your network that now want results, maybe like what you've gotten, except their diligence, their, I don't, their I let, dedication I don't, isn't like you. I let people go. I let people go. Take, take whatever you want, own it and leave. Build your shit however you want to build it. You just let people go. Yeah, that's not business like. I know that's the all, that's the other part that never gets discussed. It's it's that's not business at all. But I'm for the creators. I'm for the creators first. If you if you if you come to me as a creator and clearly we not getting nowhere even after you've exposed them to your audience now you you've you've incubated okay. them in the system it's okay now they're leaving with value it's that okay. they could probably you know they're gonna go to the other place sign some shit and then talk a little bit yeah, shit about you but that's fine that's that's why let go because why keep it around why keep it around why keep anything unhappy around all it's gonna do is make you unhappy all it's gonna do is lower the morale and if you're not happy here then Please, by all means, go wherever you want and be happy. Now, true, they normally do get there and talk about the shit about me. But even that's fine. Some of them don't know the favor that it was to even allow them to go. Right? Like, some people don't know that this shit in contract. They say, hey. Non-competes. Yeah. You got to sit home for six months. Yeah, I don't see the value in that. You can't get on the mic for a year. I don't (laughs) want nobody around me that don't want to be there or that's unhappy with how something is going. You can go do it a different way. Do you feel like compare your skills of being a boss to a creator? Where do you feel which one surpasses which one in whatever area? They go hand in hand. I think the uh, the and the boss word is so overused in, in hip hop, but. Well, 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 I'm talking about business. Boss. I, I well, what I mean by business, but like business that you control. You're I, running your own shit. I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, I, I think you're an amazing creator. Watching from the outside, looking in, not a good boss. I'll take it. And that's that's having to do with the results of everybody who's interacted with you from the level of you being a boss. And even though they all land up. 
It's not about them landing up. Them landing up, I could say that is you. I've always said you're a good GM. Got you it. never picked a loser. Got it. You've got never it, put it. yourself behind the loser. Yeah, but sometimes it's not meant for people to land up with you. Like, that's part of growth, yo. Like, I'm fine with playing that role in people's lives or careers, too. The guy to come in, like like me and you, the guy to come in, have a nice year stretch, you learn some shit, and then you go kill. I never came to you or yep. called you like, yo, I think. Da, 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 da. Yeah, but at a certain point, I've, like, I think. I'd be nothing but happy and proud when it happens. Look at Gucci. I think there was a time where Gucci used to not only find, co-sign, not sure if he had much business with them, but like put his hand around a lot of talent. And for a long time, it was just like, yo, these guys are landing up everywhere they went. I think that's over. <laughs> if you're fucking with Gucci now, you're 10, 17, and you're going to be signed to him. And I think it's because he's finally got to the place where he could apply his great GM skills in not only picking the talent, but we have an infrastructure here that you're gonna, your talent is gonna, uh, um, is gonna be fruitful here. Now, whether they stay locked up or not is that's another story. Well, when you get in a situation that will utilize that skill set, uh, that where you could utilize that skill set the best and reap the benefits of it the best, then by all means, today where I am right now, like I don't want what's some what's for somebody else. Like what's for Joe is more than enough for me. I think you, I think you want to do the move that Charlemagne did with Black Effect, except you own it outright. I think no. you want the Joe Budden Network to sign a $300 million deal with some company, and they're buying into the Joe Budden Network. No, 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 I don't. That was that, that at one point was the goal and plan back when I wanted a whole bunch of podcasts on the network. But That's not the plan anymore? Once I realized, I just told you that I want to be insulated away from podcasters. But but you, you have your your influence on podcasts and then cultural podcasts, you know you have to. But I can have that in a different capacity somewhere else. I don't have to be necessarily so hands on with podcasters okay, okay. to organically develop them or start them or get them get them on the right track. I don't have to do that. Do you, do you now at least well? But does that make you understand? Maybe that's Charlemagne's role at. Black effect in iHeart, where I think he's hired a bunch of people that do the work, and yeah, it's still based on the brand that he helped create. But he doesn't really have to be in the the dugout with these people, getting them ready to go out, go up for yeah, that. Yeah, he's smart for it. Smart which, for which, it. which I think where where you try to do is what a lot of us entrepreneurs try to do, where we want to be so hands on to the shit that you you. You don't realize that threshold, it fucking wrecks us in terms of like, it becomes counterproductive. Where it's now, counterproductive if you have people with you that make it counterproductive. Yeah, well, well like if you, you got, never know until if you, you know. got gang, gang, and y'all all have a vision, that's why winning the championship in sports is so important, right? Because the fans just see the performance on field or on the court, right? But the players, the coaches, the staff, the owners, they know the work that goes behind the scenes that everybody had to do to get on one page so that that result could be met on the field. If you have that, that's a real easy plan and real quick to go get that 100, 100 million, 200 million or whatever the number is. That was the easiest thing in the world if you have a bunch of people that believe that to be the easiest thing in the world. But no, due to PTSD and all types of other shit, we think niggas are stealing, we get angry at <laughs> niggas, who knows what niggas start thinking. But 
I don't have the time. I got I have enough money to not have to argue with people about money. I don't want to do that. <laughs> like I'm cool with <clears throat> mine and going to get mine. I don't want to have to go get it for everybody now. I don't. Mm. 